Freedom of Species brings animal advocacy to the airwaves. It's a radio program dedicated to raising awareness of issues concerning animals. This includes advocacy, activism, protection, conservation, and importantly, appreciation. The show is broadcast from the 3CR studios in Melbourne on 855am, and we're streamed live via the 3CR website. Recent podcasts are also available on the 3CR website at 3cr.org.au and the Freedom of Species podcast website at freedomofspecies.org. And all previous podcasts are available by iTunes. And today we're really excited to have on the show with us um, Harley, uh, one of the founders of Young Voices for Animals, and we might refer to that as Eva uh, for short, Um and Harley's going to be uh, telling us about a recent development program that Eva have launched called the Catalyst Program. Carly is also joined by Amberly and Sarah, who have successfully completed the Catalyst Program and who will be sharing their experiences of the program. You may be wondering, what is Young Voices for Animals? Well, Young Voices for Animals works to educate, empower and unite young people who want to stand up and create a fairer world for all animals. Eva informs young people about animal issues and their relevance to social justice, equips them with accurate information, mentorship and peer support to help them advocate for animals and create communities of young people to build a society that uh, that provides fair treatment to all animals. Eva has a very dedicated team of young people themselves um, who have been working hard to create Catalyst and um, the program, a free, which is a free leadership program that offers passionate young people aged between 16 and 18 the opportunity to develop the skills and knowledge to take their love of animals to the next level and build a more compassionate future. So welcome to the program and thank you for joining us, Harley, Amberly, and Sarah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, to start, Harley, um, can you just tell us a little bit about what what started Eva? Yeah, of course. So Eva started because a bunch of us, no, there's five of us in the Eva Collective, and really started because we were all engaged within the animal rights community in one way or another for you know, varying on like one to five years so that we all had some kind of connection with what was happening in animal rights and in the broader community and what we noticed was that although there was a really great kind of positive movement that was starting to happen and there was a lot going on there wasn't really any youth specific spaces Mm. so there was a lot of young people and there was a lot of young people with passion and who'd gone vegan because of or vegetarian even because of like a real passion to help other animals, but there wasn't really any space in the movement that was carved out specifically for them. 
So we noticed kind of a lot of really effective things happening with youth-specific movements in other areas, like there's Oak Tree, who are mm. young people fighting to end poverty, and there's other groups like that. So we thought that something that would be really powerful was to make a group like that for the animal rights movement. So that's really how Eva began, with just that idea that we really wanted to make a really positive, empowering space for young people who had passion to come along and start to make change and make the movement, build the movement that they wanted to see. Because as we all know, that young people are going to be the one who's going to be driving this change into the future. And I, I feel like that's so important because the animal rights movement, animal advocacy and activism, is really predominantly made up of young people. There are such a huge number of young people in the movement. Um, but as you say, lots of the drive and uh, is led by people that are a bit older. So it's fantastic that this space has been created uh, to allow young people that, that creative space and that's, that space to really get in and do it for the animals. That's fantastic. Thank you. Um, and do you want to just tell us uh, how the Catalyst program works? Just what is it and, and how it works? Yeah, of course. So Catalyst has been our first project and it's about a year in development. We had to iron out a lot of kinks before we got it up and running. But it's basically, it's a really simple premise, but it has a really powerful outcome, I feel. So it's four workshops at the moment, which is this most recent, the first iteration was four workshops, which ran on Saturdays over four weeks. Mm -hmm. So each workshop kind of covered a different topic. And the basic aim of it was to provide kind of education, but in a really different way. So we felt that there was a lot of, like, you know, you can watch a lot of videos online, you can go to a lot of talks where people are teaching you about issues, which is really important and really critical. But what we wanted to do is to really bring interactivity into the space and bring really kind of tricky issues that aren't often talked about even within the animal rights movement such as speciesism such as carnism and really encourage critical thinking about them and encourage a really active engagement with those issues so across the four workshops we cover some really complex issues and really try and dive down deep and get to the core of the kind of the issues that are affecting other animals in a society and then as well as that we go really in depth into things such as how to be a sustainable activist and how to take care of yourself while helping and being a voice for other animals and also how to start developing who you are as an activist and who you want to be so developing your skills and transforming them into actual change so yeah, we had like four workshops. We have guest speakers who came along. We had amazing help from people like Ash Nayate, who's a neuropsychologist, mm-hmm. and um, Ebony McCorkle, who's a clinical dietitian. And they were just incredible. And they came along, just provided some really like in-depth knowledge and information to our participants. We also had a panel of young animal advocates who are currently um, kind of working in this movement and kind of talking about what they're doing and what they feel the future is. And then we also just really encouraged our participants to plan for their future and we had a like, action planning and skills building session where it's all about you and what you want to do and what you want to contribute. So, yeah, that was Catalyst. Yeah. And that's, yeah. <laughs> that's fantastic. And so I might um, move over to Amberly and Sarah now. So can you just maybe starting with you, Amberly, what was your involvement in the animal advocacy space before the Catalyst program and what drew you to Catalyst? 
Um, so I wasn't very involved in animal advocacy before joining Catalyst, and I think one of the main reasons I joined Catalyst was to um, kind of get more involved in um, fighting for the issues that I believed in. And so Catalyst really provided me with... Um, a community of people, like especially young people, who I could connect with and we could work together on um, finding new ways that I can kind of use my voice to, um, you know, fight for what I believe in. And so that was really important for me in, like, the Catalyst movement. Great. And Sarah, how about you? Um, Well, I actually got told about the program by... um, another person I know who is a vegan activist and her name's Monique and she's actually my hairdresser and I know Monique yeah oh. <laughs> um she actually like really inspires me and I've always wanted to be more involved and you know I, I got to this stage where I thought not participating in violence and contributing it by being vegan isn't enough anymore I have to fight for it and be the change that I wish to see in the world and Monique really inspired me and encouraged me um, to do this. And it's been great because not only have I been equipped with all these facts and all this knowledge and stuff, but I feel so much better within myself. Like, I've met so many like-minded individuals and being a vegan is, whilst it's getting better and there's uh, so many vegans now, uh, it still feels very isolating. And it's hard when you have friends that your underlying ethics and morals are just completely different. You feel like you can never be yourself. And, you know, so for four weeks straight, I just looked forward to going to this this space and being with like-minded people, and it was just great. And we had great food afterwards. This girl <laughs> named Rue from Rue's Veggie mm-hmm. Kitchen, she gave us fed us food, dinner every week. Um, so that was, that was very nice of her. Um, and ever since like that, I've been going uh, every weekend to an animal activism event. So it was really daunting and now I know a lot of people and, yeah, it's great. That's fantastic. That's exactly, I feel like... Exactly, yeah. It's like when I first kind of got involved with this, when I first went vegan, I remember it being so intimidating, like yeah. you're saying, to go along to your first events and not knowing anyone and having that idea that, oh, I'm too young, I don't know enough, like I mm. can't talk to the, anyone, I don't know what I'm telling them. So what we really wanted to do is just create that sense that you are important and this movement is yours as well as all these incredible older people who have been doing this for 40 years. Mm. Like, And they can be so inspiring but they can also be extremely intimidating when you see an event <laughs> yeah. and it's like, oh, my gosh, there's someone going, yeah, he's been an activist since the 60s and it's like it's just that sense of belonging that this movement is for all of us and mm. we all belong in it so i think that's why like youth specific and any kind of specific space is so important not to create segregation or not to create like exclusive spaces but to make the movement more inclusive by mm. making everyone realize that they are a part of it as well yep and that they have a role um to play and Definitely. i think on that point there's actually um real value in getting younger people active for animals and advocating for animals simply for the fact that younger people are more likely to take on that message so there's, there's a larger number of young people in the movement because young people are um, more engaged with the idea that animals are equals and you have access to young people more than older people do. So yeah. it's, a, it's, it's yeah. a really, it's a win-win, win-win um, sort of program situation. That's fantastic. Um, 
we're going to go to a song uh, quickly and we'll see you on the other side. In 2016, 3CR published a book to celebrate the station's 40th birthday. Years in the making, Radical Radio, celebrating 40 years of 3CR, is a visually stunning account of the people and ideas that make up this dynamic station. At 300 pages, the book includes hundreds of images and over 50 features on programs, people, music and technology from across the decades. You can get your copy of 3CR's book for $49.50 at the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Or online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Get a piece of your own history. 3CR's Radical Radio is available now. And that was John Farnham with You're the Voice uh, from the album Whispering Jack. And you're listening to Freedom of Species on 3CR. And joining us today are Harley, Amberly, and Sarah, who have are part of um, Young Voices for Animals. And Amberly and Sarah have just been um, completing the Catalyst program, which Eva has um, been running. And I just wanted to wanted to ask um so sarah you you were mentioning that you had you weren't really um sure how to how to go about doing activism or or did you know many people who were animal advocates before you started eva uh, uh before you started catalyst sorry um no not at all i think i knew one person which was yeah monique and um yeah it was very daunting and scary so then I went along to one event and then and then through the Catalyst program, um, yeah, it's been great. And then even yesterday at the Dominion March, we all um, met, each other, uh, met up with each other and marched together. So none of us were alone and we did it all together. That's fantastic. So someone who hasn't done animal activism before goes along to um, Catalyst and now is on the radio talking about <laughs> animal activism which is fantastic, going to marches like Dominion where there was up to, what, 2,000 um, animal advocates in the city marching for animal liberation, animal um, freedom. And so what is the process for uh, going along to Catalyst, doing the Catalyst program? So at the moment, Catalyst runs once a year. So Mm -hmm. we just finished up our first program back in March. So the next Catalyst program will run in 2019, probably with a few tweaks and changes, yep. but still the basic same format of wanting to create a really empowering space for young people. And the process of that is we'll just be running the usual kind of sign-ups online and through whatever medium we find most effective. We used to do school outreach, was our one of our main processes last year, but 
schools are hard to get into. So we'll see what happens this year. But we've also got a lot of other events which you don't need to be have been part of Catalyst to come along to and a lot of things we've planned for the future which are going to be really exciting. So we run at the moment we're running monthly social events which are just like ways of catching up and kind of just engaging with people with similar mindsets. So our next one will be at the Big Vegan Market at on May 12th. So that will just be we'll be set up there. And everyone can just come and go and kind of mingle. And if you don't have anyone to come along to come along with, we'll be there and there'll be plenty of people to meet and hang out with. What we also do is, yeah, like Sarah was saying, we have plans and we've started to become try and be a presence at events such as the Dominion March. So we want to really allow people that space to come along and like no matter what your background, like whether it's your first March or your 800th, um, just come along and feel like you're a part of a really great movement of young people who are all there with each other. So like the best way to get involved in things like that is just like our Facebook page and just come along to events. Like everyone is welcome. It's not exclusive at all. We welcome anyone and everyone. So yeah. Fantastic. And how many people were in the Catalyst program this first time around? Um, so there are about 15 people who would ca- who came to all four workshops which was a really great number so yeah it's really amazing and we kind of like you know we know that everyone can't make it to every event so it's a people some people come to some and some people come to others we'll get other people from universities and local young people coming along so it's a kind of varying number but there were 15 um catalyst participants yeah now part of a mentorship program which is going pretty well and I imagine it was hard to – were there more than 15 applications? Was it hard to choose the people who were who were coming into the program? And obviously it doesn't matter if, if you have um, experience in animal advocacy. It's just your um, passion and, and love for animals that matters. Yeah, of course. Like I would like to say that we got 200 applicants, but to be honest we got – I think it was 21 and our cap was – 25 something That's like great. that That's so yeah it was perfect we didn't have to turn anyone away and there are a couple of people who dropped out or came to a couple of workshops but not all of them mm-hmm. so yeah it's it's always going to be hard when you have people who are you know young people especially some of them were in year 12 some of them were living far away to get everyone to come to every workshop so we were thrilled that we got this really dedicated group of people who came back week after week so yeah, you know, we can always hope that in the future we get a massive flood of applicants and then it's, of course, it's going to be so hard to pick. But mm. we really do believe that it's all in your mindset and what and the hope that you have. And we want people to get something out of Catalyst. So yeah. when we did look at applicants and when we assessed whether we thought that they would be good for the Catalyst program, the thing that was going through my our minds was what are they going to get out of this? Like what... Are they going to take away from this? Do we think that this is going to be a positive experience for that person? Great. That's fantastic. Um, and speaking of what uh, the participants got out of Catalyst, uh, you mentioned that there's four workshops. Amberly and Sarah, what, what did you get out of um, Catalyst? What was the one or a few um, key points during those um, workshops, during those sat- Saturday sessions that you clearly remember and really stick with you? Um, well, something that was really important to me and quite life-changing that I got out of the experience was um, that I went into the program vegetarian and I came out vegan, which was Fantastic. really special for me. 
Um, but I think the the aspects of the program that led up to that decision was the education that came with it, and the like. There was cl- clearly a lot of effort that went into the program by the EVA members, um, providing us with dietitians and um, psychologists and that kind of thing. And I went in with a booklet and I wrote down all of the information I got from the program, presented it to my dad, and I was like, hey, this is why I want to be vegan. And he was like, yep, that's fine. And I, especially the diet aspects of it, it was um, really important for me because I have been vegan in the past, but I just wasn't a healthy vegan. And um, now I... I went for a health checkup, and I'm so much healthier than before, which was really special. And um, so, yeah, I think that's the most one of the most important things. The other most important thing for me is that I feel like as a vegan, it can be quite lonely, especially during school. If you're the only vegan at your school, like it can be lonely. Absolutely. And yeah. um, so, finding that community of young people, especially that you can connect with on this level is um is really really special and i've made so many friends especially sarah through this process and so i am incredibly grateful to harley and to the other eva members for you know putting all this together for us like they didn't have to do that and they did so it's amazing definitely got a lot out of the experience gonna make me cry (laughs) (laughs) 10 out of 10 recommend (laughs) um i think for me one of the most uh, eye-opening and also promising workshops was the one when Dr Ash, the neuropsychologist, come and spoke to us. We had uh, half of it was dedicated to the most effective forms of communication, which mm. is very important because I just started getting into street outreach and, like, we um, with Animal Activist Collective, they'll put up uh, footage and then, like, people you'd go up to people, but it's like, what is the most effective thing to say? So that was very helpful. Um, and the other part was dedicated to how we can cope as individuals mm. because obviously most of us are vegans because we care about animals and that makes us very compassionate people. And because we're so empathetic, we're going to take in things a lot. And I learnt, you know, before I have to save the animals, I'm going to have to help myself. And Dr Ash really helped me um, and... I've seen her at a few events after Catalyst and she's always come up and said hi to me and sees how I'm going and stuff. And I think it's really important that they addressed the mental health aspect as well because that's it, it's true. You, I can't help the animals if I don't help myself first and I'm really glad that they, they did that because it was really, it was really eye-opening for me. That, that is really encouraging because uh, that is something that is um, under... Um, represented in the animal advocacy movement. It's starting to be talked about more openly with people like Dr. Ash. We had Dr. Ash on the show in January. I spoke with Dr. Ash about um, burnout, uh, Mm. activist burnout, and how you can try and avoid that, which is fantastic. And Dr. Ash is fantastic as well. Um, And it's really good to see that Eva is addressing that in young and new activists who have lots and lots of passion, lots and lots of energy, but know that they need to um, look after themselves uh, because it is so easy to get overwhelmed in this in this fight. 
there's so many um, so many things going on that are, are quite overwhelming so that's that's great to hear that that was a part of the program yeah and it was also great because um we had you know her help and then we also through the catalyst program like they gave us that but then we had also met all these other people and it just went hand in hand and the feeling is surreal. Like I remember just like at the last workshop, like people were pretty much crying. We were all just so emotional and met great people and the emotions were just unexplainable. Yeah, we didn't want it to end. (laughs) (laughs) And and I suppose it doesn't have to. You still have the social social catch-ups. And I imagine that some of you um, that were part of the Catalyst program are still... In contact, yes, and you're planning Definitely. to do things together. Yeah. I imagine. Yeah, uh, maybe we'll talk about that in a moment. <laughs> uh, so, part of the Catalyst program, I believe, is a mentorship sort of aspect, and this goes beyond just the three other uh, four weeks of um, workshops. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about the mentorship that you offer the uh, the participants? Yeah, of course. So, the mentorship we call it Catalyst Plus. And that's uh, for three months after the workshop. So we're kind of, we just finished the first month of the mentorship program. We just provide kind of one-on-one just guidance, I guess, and tips. Because in the last workshop, one of the big parts of that was creating an action plan and creating goals to work on for the next three months. So through the mentorship program, we just like touch base and create this like really positive space where people can talk about what they're doing towards their goals, talk about how they're feeling and yeah, we just, as well as having the social events, which are really great and they have been really great and the catch-ups at places like Dominion, the Dominion March and that, it's just, it has been really positive so far to be able to have that one-on-one contact with the people who we went through the program with and just be like, how are you going with this? Are you still feeling like your goals are relevant to you? Are you feeling like there's something that you can achieve? So yeah, like it's been amazing to see what people are doing and like the positive progress that people have made even in just a month. So yeah, the mentorship program will finish in July, so the end of June. And we've also got another program coming up, which is kind of part of the mentorship program called Innovate. Mm -hmm. And that's where people can, it's an opt-in part of the mentorship program where you can sign up to a program within EVA. So it's working on something which will kind of form part of what we're doing as an organization. But people who went through Catalyst can kind of jump on board in one of those projects and really lead those projects into something. So that's about to start uh, next week. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm about to ask uh, Amberly and Sarah how they're going with their goals, if they're happy to share but um harley do you have any examples you can share of other people who aren't with us today who and how they're going with um after the after the program's ended yeah sure so we have different mentorship groups so i'm a mentor to three people neither of them are amberly and sarah so (laughs) don't worry there won't be any crossover so some of my people like one of my um participants yushan she's um doing amazing jobs she's been cooking for her family so her family were quite resistant to the idea of veganism and that so for the last couple of weeks she'll cook for them she did that like once a week over the school holidays and just cook a meal and just a vegan meal and just sit down with them and have a meal together which I think is an incredibly underrated but powerful thing to just have a meal with someone that you've cooked for them and be like this is part of my lifestyle and Mm. I'm really glad we can enjoy it together so she's been doing that. She's also contacting some people in her school to talk about doing like a vegan fundraiser for the environmental club. Another one of my participants is doing a fundraiser for a local dog rescue shelter. So selling like 
vegan treats and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, and another one of mine – so one of my people in my mentorship groups is part of another amazing group, uh, Melbourne Youth for Refugees, oh, who yeah, have right. just started and they're mm. doing really incredible things. So Naya is – um, looking to kind of work together and kind of look at the idea of intersectionality and look at how different social justice movements can support each other and how young people who are fighting for them can kind of align and be you know, twice as powerful, really, when it's that idea that all the all social justice movements, all areas of oppression are connected in some way. So, yeah. M- music to my ears. I love, yeah, intersectionality <laughs> yeah. is something that definitely is important. Yeah, and definitely. it's great great to hear that um, such young people are, are really thinking about and working in that space. Mm. And on, on the um, making meals for families, that, that social aspect of going vegan and, and then no longer having meals with your family mm. can be so isolating. So that's such a really, it's a great way of breaking down that barrier a little bit. And, and meals and food are such an identity-forming part of who we are and who we are as a culture, as a family. So another another really great way to build up those relationships and that familiarity with veganism. Definitely. Familiarity um, of, of veganism, of vegan foods and vegan meals is um, one of the precursors to people being at a stage where they can actually accept to go vegan. Yeah. Um, or think about and believe that they can go vegan, have the self-efficacy to go vegan. So that's that's really good. I like I love that like yeah, personal really activi- <laughs> personal activism. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And Amberly and Sarah, what are your? Um, do you don't have to share your goals if you don't want to, but I'd love to hear how you're going and what your goals might be. No, that's fine. Um, we made three goals, and thinking about it right now, I can only remember two of them. <laughs> so I'll share those two. Uh, my first one was to be more involved in activism um, at the conclusion of Catalyst. Uh, and, yeah, I've been going uh, every weekend, sometimes twice, um, twice on a weekend to an event in the city, mm-hmm. whether that would be, like, street outreach or just chalking or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been great. On Tuesday I went to... Uh, a lab disruption at CSIRO um, to raise awareness about the plight of the animals in that facility. Uh, I did take the day off school for that (laughs) because animals are my priority. Which we don't advocate for, but (laughs) we do give a sideline nod of encouragement. (laughs) Officially, Officially. we don't approve. Don't don't wag school. (laughs) Um, Stay in school, kids. Yeah, so so that was... was, um, Effective. Whereabouts was that? That was in Geelong. Ah, yes. Um, and we had about 70 At people. Arl. That was through DXE Geelong. Mm-hmm. We had about 70 people turn up to that. So yeah. uh, we had a few. And was that um, Animal Lab Day or International yeah, Day? Yeah, it was. They did it on international. Research animals. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we had uh, a few radio stations and a few people from like Geelong Advertiser and stuff actually come down and take photos and stuff. So we got that out into the media and... That was great. Um, my other goal was um, so just um, making more uh, a change just within my school community. Mm. Um, my school is year 11 and 12 and we have a school bakery where the bakery students cook and there's not one thing vegan from there that I can eat. And whilst that's also frustrating for myself, um, it's it's not really giving people the other other people the opportunity to mm. try vegan food. So I haven't started this yet, but I'm going to message our environmental leader um, 
who's also vegan herself and oh, see great. if we can work together to try and get some vegan products into the bakery. That's fantastic. Yeah. And Emily, how about you? Um, again, I can only remember two of my goals. Um, <laughs> so maybe going down to two goals. <laughs> <Yeah>. Two's great. <laughs> um, We're hoping just one would stick. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of my goals was to um, touch, touch base on how I was feeling before I joined Catalyst and the the lonely feeling at my school. Mm-hmm. And so I'm starting, well, I'm trying to start an animal rights group, you know, vegetarian, vegan, that kind of thing, and um, like a club at the school to really connect the mainly vegetarians and the people who are interested in, um, in animal rights in our school so mm-hmm. that, like, students can connect with each other, we can discuss events, that kind of thing. Um, so that's underway, which is really exciting. Um, another thing is, well, I feel like social media is a really big part of, um, you know, like our society and especially as young people, like we're always on social media. So I'm trying to build up my social media, um, platform and discuss like issues that like about veganism and animal rights and that kind of thing. Cause I feel like I wasn't really talking about that thing, that kind of thing before. And, yep. um, I need to use my voice cause I've got. Lots of people that are willing to listen. So, yeah. That's great. Yeah. Fantastic. And before we go to a song, I just wanted to ask, what, was, there a, was there much of a gender um, bias in the program? Because I was just hearing names and things, and, it, and, and in the movement there is a massive gender bias towards females. Females are more compassionate and care more about animals than males. <laughs> it's um, shown lots of studies. Was, was this showed out, shown out in the, um, in the Catalyst program? There definitely was. It was pretty indicative of the movement. We had, um, it was 15 dedicated people. We had one male. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, which is, it's basically what we expect. And I think there's yeah, also absolutely. a lot of, um, there's a bit of kind of prejudice against young male vegans. Whereas, although, you know, there's a lot of male vegans in positions of authority in the movement, which, you know, mm. say what you can about that. <laughs> I won't get onto that topic at this you can come time. back and we'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> Let's talk about feminism in the vegan movement. Yeah. But yeah, I think when you're young and there's a lot about identity and developing your identity and there's quite a bit of um, prejudice against those people who, you know, those young men who choose mm. to care and choose to be compassionate, which yeah. is really sad. So hopefully as we continue to develop this program, we'll see that shift and we'll see more of a balance. But yeah, it was amazing to have a lot of really powerful young women women in the program who were really, yeah, like standing up for what they believe was right. And and will move on and and stand up in those positions of leadership within the in the movement. That's exactly what we're after. Perfect. Okay, we're going to jump onto a song, and we'll see you after the break.
to support 3CR's diverse and independent voices? Donate now by calling 9419 8377 or donate online at www.3cr.org.au or post us a cheque or money order to Post Office Box 1277 Collingwood 3066. This is David Rovix, and you are tuned to 3CR, 8.55 a.m., Melbourne, Australia. Step three is finding there's a tactic when everyone believes it could be true. That if all the people work collectively, there just might be something we can do, and everything can change. You're listening to Freedom of Species on 3CR. Up next, um, Encyclidelia will be on the... Airwaves, um, and at the moment we're talking with Haley. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Harley. Harley. Sorry, Harley. God, no mind, mind um, <laughs> dump. Um, Harley from Young Voices for Animals. I was up until one o'clock <laughs> marking students' um, bad work last night, so my mind's a little bit um, buzzed. <laughs> But um, And we're talking about the Catalyst Program, which you've just finished up in March. And, um, and we have Amberly and Sarah here who, are, who have been through the Catalyst Program telling us how it's all been going. So I wanted to ask, um, how are you encouraging people to continue their advocacy after the end of the Catalyst Program? What are, what are the mechanisms in place for doing that? I know you've got the Mentorship Program, but once that ends, what's, what's the way that you keep people sort of involved? Or is it sort of you're letting them leave the nest and spread their wings? So that's a really interesting question because one of our core beliefs is that advocacy can look different for everyone. So it's really um, dependent on what your particular skills are, what your particular like capacity is at the moment. Like, it's like sure, some someone may be willing and able to go out and do activism on the streets every weekend, whereas someone else, that might be not something they have the capacity to do or that might be not something that they feel is the best use of their skills. So at EVA, we really want to encourage every young individual to pursue their particular form of whatever they feel is going to be their best way of fighting for this cause. So on one level, we're going to continue like being a presence at events and continue doing social events, and which we hope that as many people as who want to and are able to will come along to. But on the other hand, we really do want to encourage people to, yeah, as you said, spread their wings and fly. So point of catalyst, as we said, it's, it's the hints, the clues in the name. It's all about the start of something, and we mm. want to precipitate this development of becoming coming into your own self and coming into what you want to do with your life. So, yeah, so after the mentorship program, we will continue to be at events. We will continue to have social events, hopefully. But we really want to encourage the people who went through this program to go out and do their own thing. And, yeah, like I said a bit earlier, we have other things coming up, which we hope to bring people together again and inspire them again to go out and do things. Um, And we'll have other projects probably like Innovate where we'll – invite people to come on board and design and create a project which will become part of EVA. So there will always be opportunities to be involved with us and there will always be opportunities to come along to things with us. But there's also, like, we hope and we really 
we hope we've built the community that people will feel free to contact us at any time and just say like I've got this great idea like can you help me in some way and we would want to help any idea that we think is really important to someone so yeah it's just we're trying to build a community where people no matter what they feel that they want to do will feel comfortable to come back and share their ideas and share their vision and share their passion with everyone else I really love that um, that sort of formula that you that you're speaking about and I've, I've spoken about it before I think on this show that um, we we tend the animal movement tends to fall into certain types of advocacy and not everyone um, sort of gels or is su- suited to those types of advocacy and it would be great if we if we were really introspective we were um, able to build our own self-awareness and understand what we are good at, what we are passionate about within animal movement and really harness our own skills to do the best that we can. Um, And, yeah, so it's fantastic. It's great to hear that that's like Eva is doing that and encouraging that. And do you, um, Amberly, Sarah, have any long-term visions? I mean, you're... You've, you're really very young <laughs> to the to the yeah. movement uh, since March, um, but have you got any any grand plans or ideas? Not putting you on the spot or anything. <laughs> um, well, I think the long term vision for every vegan would be to end factory farming in all forms of speciesism. That's what I love to hear. <laughs> yes. Um, however, that is a very long term goal. Um, but I, I definitely think that. Uh, like the Catalyst program did really focus on the, your individual skills. Like I think one of my best skills is being a communicator. So if mm. I can go out on the street and do street outreach, that's probably the best form that I can do. Yep. Some people might be great cooks and cook for their families and get them open-minded. Some people are good with cameras and they can capture footage. Yep. Some people... Um, are the, we've actually had quite a few people come from like quite far away. We've had some people from... So the it was at Hawthorne Library and we had people come from uh, Castle, Maine, uh, wow. Geelong, so really far. And obviously to ask them to come into the city every weekend would be a very huge ask. Like I'm only about – it takes me about a sit, an hour to come into the city, so it's not too bad. Um, but, you know, and especially in like the smaller communities where veganism isn't as prominent, if they could even just work within them smaller communities, that's that would be great of them. Uh, whatever mm. they – seem the best thing to do for the animals. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. And um, what, were you, what were the skills that you identified about yourself, Amberly? Well, I, um, I definitely value education. And so I really want to focus on educating myself about all of the issues that animals face, all animals, including, including humans, and, um, and use that knowledge to um, educate others and so that's kind of my long-term goal but in terms of career I'm um, going down the law route and so um, definitely applying my knowledge of like law um, to animal rights and legislation and that kind of thing that's going to be a very big um, part of my life so um, yeah studying year 12 legal studies that kind of thing right now but um but yeah, so that's kind of what I'm focusing on. But even um, even for me, the business side of things is also important. So like creating like a 
all vegan leather store. That would be really cool. Or um, I also really enjoy cooking. So like a cafe, all vegan cafe, that would be amazing. I'm still not too sure, but um, still working it out. I definitely enjoy um, communicating and rallies and that kind of thing as well. So broad range. But um, I'm really grateful to Eva for making me open my eyes and really help me understand like what kind of things I want to um, like what kind of pathways I want to follow so thanks <laughs> <laughs> so nice yeah I know <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like Eva has been a really successful program in its first first year uh, you've inspired and have helped um, form such articulate and great advocates for animals who are really hitting on all the all the key key points like it's not just animals it's animals animals for human uh, humans as well um and other social uh justice issues and understanding the skills that we have uh and how they can contribute to our advocacy so encouraging i really look forward to seeing what else uh eva has in store and uh (laughs) And speaking with the next round of um, of participants in 2019 who go through the Catalyst program. Definitely. Um, before we wrap up, I wanted to ask, uh, we've mentioned a couple of times the Dominion March. So Dominion was a, docu- a documentary that was released um, very recently and um, documents the use and abuse of animals, particularly in Australia, but is... Um, sort of represents the abuse of animals all over the world. And there was a big march for that in Melbourne CBD, uh, and you went along. Can you just tell us quickly about what the what happened at the march and, <laughs> and how you felt about the march now that you're animal advocates and you're animal activists? It was a very dramatic march. We can say that from the very outset. Um, there was a bunny rescue. So <laughs> I now have a bunny living in my house who um, me and some other of the Catalyst participants rescued from the tram tracks near the Dominion March. So this is a call out to anyone at the Dominion March who lost a bunny. Um, They're living with me and you might have to fight me to get them back. (laughs) But So I left early actually because I had to take this bunny home. So I'll pass it on to Amberly and Sarah to say about the rest of the march. Um, I definitely think this was my first um, animal rights march and it was amazing. Um, it was really good to... I met a lot of people from Catalyst and from other places, um, which made me feel like I belonged, which was really cool. And especially, I've said this so many times, but in this movement, being vegan or being interested in animal rights, you can feel so alone. And so with 2,000 other vegans or other people who have the same interests with you as you... Um, fighting for the same cause, coming together, it's so special and it makes you feel like you're part of something. And so I think that was one of the most important things. And like not feeling alone, like seeing the magnitude, you know, of people, it was amazing. But yeah, how how about you? Um, Yeah, Amberly really hit that on the nail. (laughs) She got that right. I think the only other thing to add was... Um, the amount of emotions we all went through, I, there's not a single emotion that we didn't feel. We, uh, we started off with um, some speeches from like Christoph Force, who directed the movie, um, Paddy Mark, who started Animal Liberation Victoria and has been fighting for 40 years, 
And I, I just like put myself in her shoes and, you know, like, wow, the change that she's seen, like she probably, if she organised something 40 years ago when she wanted to, she might have had one person turn up. Mm. And, you know, a few of them shared stories of like a rescue and how, I can't remember who it was, but someone rescued um, some cows and they went back to cover their tracks, um, some of their bobby calves, and they looked into the eyes of the other bobby calves that they couldn't rescue. And I think quite a few of us broke down then. You looked around, there wasn't a dry eye. Um, And then walking through the march, like, everyone was chanting and it was so surreal and so empowering. And I still feel like on a high, like, it's... (laughs) I don't think anyone went home that night and slept straight away. Uh, There was just thoughts racing and emotions racing, but good too. I'm so, like, proud of how far the movement's come and it wouldn't have been from, like, people that didn't do anything. Like, um, Harley and other people from Eva, like, they've already turned so many people into activists and we wouldn't have done it without them, so... <laughs> yeah. You're giving me way too much credit. No, I mean. we really haven't. We really haven't. Um, Actually, on on that note, um, do you just want to mention your other co-founders of yeah, of, um, of Eva? Yeah, so um, we've got an amazing team. So we were kind of like the idea was generated by um, Delan Fernando, who's been quite involved with the Melbourne animal rights scene. Um, organised last year's Melbourne like March to Close All Slaughterhouses. So. Yeah. That was who came up with the idea and he's been incredible and he kind of pulled us all together from different groups. So we've got – so we've just allocated roles. So actually we've just been directors until this point. So now we have roles, so I'll use them. So Delan Fernando is um, our marketing uh, director at the moment, so our marketing manager. We've got Kiana Hope as our operations manager. I'm the other operations manager. We've got um, Nafong Dong as um, our fundraising and finances manager and Ella Frost as our other fundraising event manager. So it's an incredible team. And yeah, like I said, it's not just me sitting here. It's all of them behind, well, not behind, beside me and building us up. And also it says like, seriously, you are giving me too much credit because the people who applied even just reading your applications when you first applied, like we were going through all these applications and going, these are amazing people. Mm. These are people who are going to change the world. So like, sure, we, we're so happy to be able to facilitate some element of your journey, but it's so, it was so inspiring. And one thing on the march last night, like it can be so emotional to be part of things like that. And it can be so heartbreaking at points, but I think, one thing that truly inspires me is how much hope is there. And that's something we really believe in at Eva, all of us, the power of hope and kind of holding that hope for a better future in our minds. And the idea of animal liberation is not just a abstract concept that might happen as a firm position in the future that we're heading towards. Absolutely. And that's a fantastic point to finish on. So thank you very much, Harley, Amberly and Sarah for joining us at Freedom of Species. Thank you. And thank you. keep listening for Encyclopedia.